Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm so excited to say this. Welcome to the very first Mixed Relations episode. So everyone's looking to discuss anything and everything. There's a debate going on about which tea is healthier, green tea or chamomile. My only hope is that things don't come to a boil. So with that, we've got our dream team today. Let's introduce ourselves, please. I'm Andrea, and I... I'm a political science student at UNCG, and I'm from Brazil. Um, yeah, I'm interested in anything and everything related to politics. I specialize in a political concept called hegemony. And yeah, I'm excited to take part in mixed relations. Yeah, welcome aboard. Brasileira. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> My pastor's from Brazil, so... Uh... Sometimes he'll break into Portuguese mid-sermon. Mid really? That's awesome. Yeah. At one time, he mid-sermon was saying, where are the Brazilians in the crowd? And they, like, cheered. And he's like, Brasileiras, Brasileiras. That's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, next. Introduce yourself. Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Jay, and I'm a media studies major. One fun fact about me is that I am a huge history buff. Mm. And I also like films, too. Like, I like um, old 1940s, 1950s films. Really just, like, any kind of film, to be honest, because, like, I love studying, like, film history and um, old age of cinema. <clears throat> well, there is certainly some history in films, that's for sure. Um, so welcome to y'all both. It's good to have you here on the first ever episode. I'm excited to have you here. And uh, so why don't we just uh, get down to business, shall we? Absolutely. Crack my, knuckles, crack my knuckles and let's go. So the topic up for discussion. So re recently there was a whistleblower amongst ICE that reported that ICE has been performing forced hysterectomies. On, on detained <coughs> immigrant women. Yes. I'll let that sink in for the audience. So uh, take it away. What do, you, what do you guys think? Well, I know that one of the first, um, or one of the first big name people that responded to it publicly that are like, acknowledging the claims is Nancy Pelosi and um, basically it's not for sure that it's real but how so I just think it's interesting that Nancy Pelosi is like one of the first people to be like okay could that be a partisan issue perhaps um I guess it would definitely for it to be real, for it to be an accurate allegation. So this uh, nurse that was the whistleblower, she's this is a black woman, and she just tells her uh, first press conference about it. Um, I didn't have, uh, I didn't take a chance to hear what she had to say, but she's betting all the chips, I guess you could say. To be quite honest, I don't really know that much about the allegations, but like, I, I didn't really know much at all. So the thing I've 
find that uh, shouldn't be uh, that this shouldn't surprise me at all. These allegations is that you have basically these ruthless people that make up ICE, and then you have these subpar de detention facilities, and you know you treat them like they're trash, and uh, it shouldn't surprise me that uh, they're doing forced hysterectomies now. Yeah, it's pretty insane. It's it doesn't it doesn't surprise me at all because it it just goes to show that America that the United, the current state of the United States is following in the same footsteps as any other um, nation that has become increasingly or has had increasingly autocratic tendencies uh, or otherwise like repressive tendencies. Uh, hysterectomy is like hysterectomies in particular are very direct examples of um, eugenics at play because like, mm -hmm. you know, if, if, if the problem, if the, pro if the, if the hysterectomies were being done in some sort of just regular hospital or facility to just anyone, um, that would be obviously like a health, a health issue and, uh, an issue of like administration of how it is that this, these doctors were capable of accomplishing them without being caught or whatever. But the fact that it's happening in a detention center is very targeted towards immigrants. And like, that's very, that's, it basically comes down to like discrimination against a specific population, which again, it's very like, that's eugenics. <laughs> that's like saying like, oh, we don't want this particular people and they're typically Hispanic um, repopulating, which is crazy. And a very unfortunate thought for them to have. Jay, what's your take on this based on what we've said so far? I've heard a lot of inhumane things that have happened in America, like starting with slavery and how they wanted us to like stay a certain way and to not try to test the system. But then like when I hear about this, I mean, I just feel like this just goes to show how corrupt America really has gotten over, you know, a certain period of time, really, because I, mean, I just feel like that really just goes to show that America, they don't really have respect for ethnic people. Indeed, and we seem to take uh, steps toward, towards ensuring civil rights, but at the same time, we seem to secretly say we don't honor those laws. Yeah, it's just like they only say that just because they're obligated to and just because we've been fighting for it for years. Because I mean, I feel like there are slick few politicians and people that do actually respect ethnics as individuals, but then there are some that still kind of tolerate us and they, they just don't really give a crap. Yeah, and I say this is uh, a fair <clears throat> parallel to what's uh, going on with China. Um, they're actually going on cleansing a rampage right now with the ethnic group called Uyghurs. That's the actual pronunciation I've come to find out. So these are, for one thing, peaceful people. They happen to be Muslim, and uh, they're sort of like biracial in a way. They're like 
half Asian and half Western, racially and ethnically. And so the Chinese authorities are saying is we want a homogenous population. We only want to, what's our called the Han Chinese. We only want true full-blooded Chinese people in our country. And so what they have done with people like, with specifically the Uyghurs, they've got like one to two million of them in concentration camps and they've got them eating pork which it goes against their beliefs. They, they too are sterilized. Um, they are um, forced to learn Chinese propaganda and uh, they are abused physically and mentally and perhaps even sexually. And the history of their uh, human rights abuses shouldn't surprise any of us because they have a history of human rights abuses this this nation i think a lot of this um like specifically the more powerful states of our international system are um defaulting to these sorts of essentially xenophobic like mindsets that you know also involve nationalism and also involve obviously eugenics and like the obsession with homogeneity and like bloodline and and, like tradition and all those values and stuff um i think a lot of that is a result of like the globalization of our planet in general because it scares people that we are so interconnected across the world. It, especially if the people who are fearful of the globalization, like don't, haven't, haven't found ways to adapt and like become comfortable with the globalization. Does that make sense? Like, I, like you're, you're tying a connection between like the hysterectomy thing and like China and like between those two states along with like even, you know, uh, the whole Brexit situation. Um, all those are like, examples of like states becoming more and more xenophobic, or at least like certain people in the state, because they're afraid of the interconnectivity that's occurring more and more like throughout the world. Yeah, that is a what do you interesting think? <laughs> thing to take in, and that's true. And uh, I would have never thought that a Brexit, Brexit had a xenophobic parts behind it. I would have, I just would have never guessed that because ultimately I thought it just meant we're leaving the EU because we don't like being European citizens. We like being UK citizens. Right. But if you think about it, like you can be UK citizens and European citizens at the same time. And I'm not saying that there aren't other political motives for Brexit aside from xenophobia. Like there are a number of reasons why they left the European Union, but What I do know is that those individuals and groups who align with xenophobic values, and by xenophobic, you know, they would not consider themselves xenophobic. They would probably consider themselves just very patriotic or very nationalistic. But those who align with those values are supportive of Brexit, not because of the economic, political, or logistical benefits, but because of the fact that it 
further separates from other nationalities and other populations. Like the only motivator, xenophobia is definitely a motivator for why some people voted for Brexit. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think it's worth mentioning that it was mostly the English that voted to leave. Like right. everybody else voted to stay in. Right. Mostly white people wanted to become isolated. Because yeah. again, if you think about it, like, like you can, if, if uh, Britain had decided to perhaps proposed to the European Union a re-evaluation of policy and like trade agreements and that kind of stuff. That's what they cared about. Um, they could have done so without leaving. Mm. Yeah. Uh... And it's not like, and it's not like too, like it, it, it would be one thing if as a state, the UK were, you know, in the, in their, Sorry, I don't know if you can hear that. That's my uh, roommate's phone ringing in the background. Um, like, if Brexit, I mean, if Britain were a country that was originally much more their own country, and then because of the European Union, they lost a lot of their individuality, it'd be a little different. However, Britain actually retained probably more individuality from the European Union probably probably more than uh, most of the other countries in the European Union. Like I would say, because like, for example, they had their own currency. Their, their, their own currency had a lot more value in the international like ratio than other currencies in other countries in the European Union did. Does that make sense? In the international market. Exactly. So if you think about that, like, Okay, so that's that's not a really good reason for wanting to leave because even their even their currency has more value than other currencies in the European Union. Yeah. And when I say value, I mean like like you said in the international market. Yeah, and with the euro, I like to think it's becoming the new U.S. dollar in terms of dominating the international market. And I think that's food for thought every, for everyone out there, especially the economists of those watching. Right. Watching, listening. Yes, listening. Watching. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's but okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, and back to the thing about uh, mainly white people that voted to leave. Yeah, it was not just white people. It was old white people. Because right. you look at the demographics, it was mostly like about 50 or 45 and over. It's, it almost always is the old white people trying to maintain a certain structure of certain political, social structure that essentially separates states and groups of, I mean, logistically speaking, for them, it's most beneficial to maintain separation and inversely the people that it most benefits is them and that's just like a consolidation of how capitalism functions and uh, i think it's worth noting that uh, the reason brexit has taken like so long to like come around it's like because the british economy is deeply embedded in the european economy so like you 
for all this time, you have not been able to have a European economy without the UK economy. But now they have to look to find ways to not have that embedded presence in the European economy. Yeah, so it all, it, I guess it all boils down to, uh, what is it, realism, isn't it? Yeah, it does. It, it's a, the international relations theory, realism is absolutely the main focus and concept and theory utilized in the international system. And uh, cue the poli-sci professor going, power! Right, exactly. Yeah, so ultimately, you know, you can look at all these examples of uh, xenophobia or uh, otherwise ways of ethnic cleansing on some level, and you'll be able to see that it all comes down to power. Power! Yeah. Exactly. Power relations and power dynamics. But um, going back to hysterectomies, I think, uh, I think obviously if I knew a little bit more about, about the actual details of the allegations, I'd be able to say like how like upsetting this is. But as of right now, it's still, you know, we, we hope that it's, it's not real. Um, and and we hope that it's there's a there's a reasonable explanation for why this nurse made the allegation, but um, that is pretty wild. Yeah. Like that, we're continuing to become worse and worse as a country. Yeah. Oh, I don't think wild even uh, covers this. The atrocities that we. I don't think uh, wild right to describe. Exactly. So, uh, but, uh, but it's a, but not a bad uh, um, assessment, I'd say. It's definitely wild to say the least with uh, what's going on. And I'm going to guess that these hysterectomies right. have been um, experimental because, you know, it's these people that uh, to, um, to, you know, to the ICE authorities and such, you know, they're not worth a dime. So let's experiment on them. Exactly. Yeah, it would definitely, that's, that's definitely something that has happened in other instances in history for surgeries and stuff like that. Like you said, um, to, to use like a population that the people who make decisions don't care about, it definitely makes sense. Mm -hmm. but, and, uh, we have to wait and see yeah um if it is real and i'm convinced that it is real um then uh we will have to certainly uh reevaluate ourselves and our values and to see if this is what we believe absolutely yeah, let's hope that uh, wakes up some more people in the United States. It's more and more people need to wake up. <laughs> now, I think uh, what it is is that they've woken up, but they've hit the snooze button. Right. People well, need to put on their slippers and get up is what needs to happen. You can be awake and not do anything. 
Right, that's fair. Well, uh, thank you very much, uh, Andrea, for uh, joining me, as well as you, Jay. When we, I feel like this was, this was a good, this is oh, a yeah. good thing regardless, and still a good uh, topic of conversation, so. Oh, yes. And uh, next week, hopefully, we will have something uh, just as interesting. Absolutely. So uh, we'll see you next time right here on Mixed Relations. Relations.